Hey, beauty pros, welcome to Beauty Business Breakthroughs. My name is Shara, your guide to success in the beauty industry. In each episode, I'm going to be sharing my tips, tricks, and real life experiences. Plus, we'll bring in industry experts to drop their game-changing advice. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, get ready for practical insights that will elevate your beauty business. Let's dive in. Welcome everyone. I am going to be joining none other than the marketing expert, Deidre, in just a little bit. So I will wait for everyone to join. I'm really excited for today's live to be able to share with you guys. Hi, Deidre. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited for today. Well, I'm super excited as well. I need him to put some lipstick on. I did my hair. Hey, there you go. So as most of you guys know, I do a lot of advertising and marketing. I know that a lot of you guys have asked me, like, what do I do? How do I do it? How do I get clients? And so I wanted to invite Deidre Define Marketing on here because I have taken her program and I have benefited substantially from utilizing her program, her skills, her knowledge, her expertise, and all of that good stuff. So without further ado, I want to introduce uh, Deidre and go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, everybody. First of all, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm super excited to get to share what I know and what I love with all of your beauty business owners out there. And also, it makes me so happy to hear that you feel that you've gotten results from my programs because that's why I I do what I do to help other (laughs) business owners. How long have you been in the marketing industry? I know I look young, but I've been doing this for almost (laughs) 10 years. (laughs) How long? Almost 20 years. Ooh, girl. Yes, you definitely look young. <laughs> I am one of those very... So, so you know a thing or two. You know a couple things about marketing and, and advertising then. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm lucky in that I knew what I wanted to do when I was young. So I think I was maybe 16 when I decided I wanted to go into advertising. I went to college for advertising media management and... I had big dreams of working for a fancy advertising agency on big corporate national campaigns. And I did that, but I Mm -hmm. found out that I hated it. (laughs) Right. Most people don't like to be in the corporate world. They want to work for themselves. They want to help others, right? Yeah. I mean, I I loved the advertising part, but the, the nine to five corporate office thing and boardroom meetings and all that was (laughs) <laughs> Not for, while I was struggling with hating my job, my brother and his wife started their own small local business, very involved in that. So they own a, a dance studio. I became nice. very involved in the dance studio and I just absolutely loved being part of something so fun and creative. I felt like just being around all the dance students and going to competitions, right. all that stuff, it made me really happy. The first couple of years in business were hard for them of because course. they still had to do this amazing thing, but they didn't know how to sell it or market it. So right. even though the students that they had loved their classes, they were struggling right. to get frustrations in and they would go through this annual thing of, you know, we're going to run out of money. Like, are we going to be able to keep the business open for another year? Because Absolutely. we don't have 
And I'm sure a lot of your beauty business owners can relate to that. Absolutely. Starting a business. I was at, I mean, you know, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, I had told you, and this rings true, you know, anytime that I do a live where I'm giving them tips and tricks or I do any kind of poll or questionnaire or anything, number one question that I get is how do I get clients? Yeah. How do I get clients? And if you don't know how to get clients, you can be great at what you do, but if you can't get clients, nobody's going to benefit from your your skills. Nobody's going to benefit from your services or your expertise, right? So mm-hmm. you were able to help your brother and sister-in-law in their business, correct? Yeah. So basically with them struggling to get new customers, mm-hmm. my brother was saying, well, you're in marketing. How do we grow the business? <laughs> like, why aren't, why is the business not growing? And I was just like, well, right. you need to in advertising. And right. understandably that was terrifying for them because advertising and a lot of people feel like they don't understand it well. Like it's a big risk. Like, oh my God, what if I put my hard-earned cash into these ads and, you know, we mm-hmm. don't get it of it. So he kept putting me off and (laughs) I wanted to be part of this business so badly because I didn't, I hated my job and I wanted to work full time for the dance studio. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to invest in your business. So I took out a lot of it. I put money into the ads myself. And I managed those ads. You believe that much into the process. Yeah. I mean, I... I'm lucky in that I'm confident in what I do and I love right. what I do. So I knew like I can take this money and I can get you customers with it. So I, I did that. And, um, you know, within a year, they increased their their customer base by 70%. And oh. I ended up working full time for them for three years. And over that time, I think they went from having about 150 students or customers to over 500 right. customers. So that's, that's big growth. That is amazing. And this is all just from paid advertising, kind of following your model. And we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But seeing that growth had to be exciting for you as well as them. Yeah, it meant so much to me because, of course, they're my family, but also because I got to see how this skill that I have was able to actually make a difference in a real person's life. I'm not, you know, like sitting trying to impress suits at the boardroom table and, you know, whether right. they get on track or not, like it's, it's not a big mm-hmm. deal, but actually being able to grow this business that allows my brother and his wife to pay themselves a salary, to buy right. their own home, to have a baby and not have to worry about where they're at financially, like that, that's right. huge for small business owners. Absolutely. Because those are, you know, like you said, you were able to, you're not just working for Nike or Safeway or any of these big name businesses, you're working for the small business owner who one sale, two sales a week means the world to them, right? Mm -hmm. One client, one extra client means the world to them. That means the difference between being able to put gas in your tank or being able to buy a meal or whatever it is. So that's exciting. That's really exciting. So why do you think paid ads versus social media and SEO. And for those of you that are not familiar with what SEO, it's search engine optimization. Okay. So why do you think this is what works? Paid ads and social media and SEO. 
Yeah. I mean, before I talk about how much I love paid ads, I do (laughs) want to hear that SEO and social media are both awesome. So this is not an either or situation. I'm not saying you should only do paid ads and, you know, not the other thing. But there are some challenges that come with SEO and social. For example, search engine optimization, you know, that means trying to optimize your website to get more free organic traffic. You want to show up higher in the Google search results. Well, it's a lot mm-hmm. harder than you think. And it's not- Oh no, I completely about, agree. Yeah, it's not just about optimizing your website and stuffing in some keywords. There's also a lot of work that has to be done off your website. Google will decide like a website is important or not by how many other websites are linking back to it. And that's that's really hard mm-hmm. to do. So getting Google mm-hmm. reviews, like on your Google mm-hmm. business listing, that that's helpful. But, you know, it can take a long time. There's a lot of effort and it's not an overnight thing. Like putting that. No, I completely agree. SEO can. Yeah, take- it, I think it took us. We paid a company to work on it for us. And I want to say it took us a good six months yeah. you know, before we were on page one, you know, Someone- organic expensive so that's the thing like you're right. trying to get free traffic but you're paying for that tra- right. free traffic whether you're exactly. paying extra or you're paying with your time like a- an agency is probably going to lock you into a contract that's six to 12 months long because that's how long exactly. that takes so no, completely yeah. agree. do what you can on your own of course i'm, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to that seo is terrible or you know, that you shouldn't no. bother. Of course you should. You, Of course you want to try. But, you know, it can be frustrating when you're putting in that effort and it's taking forever. And then, of right. course, we have social media. Lots of people want to build up a following on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, post all of their stuff on Facebook. And again, that's also great. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to put your work out there to be able to communicate with your audience on a regular basis but you know it's hard to build a following as i'm sure you know right you don't have control over where your followers are coming from like if you're a local service-based business owner and like somebody on the other side of the country follows you that's not necessarily going to become a customer and then i heard about this whole algorithm thing like you might have thousand followers and you'll be lucky if you put out a post that reaches 200 of them you know so it's a lot of work and you're not even reaching all of the people that follow you I completely agree I mean you know we did really well to build our following base and and whatnot and we probably for the last three or four months I don't know if it's algorithm changes or this or that or the reels and posts the carousels and we were just like stuck, you know, at this plateau of growth and engagement. And, you know, you post one thing and you think it's going to do great and then it flops. And uh, granted, I am so thankful for social media because of the fact that it has afforded me the the ability to grow my business. And that's how I grew my business was organically. You know, when I first started, I did not do any paid ads for my business, I was lucky, right? Had I known you (laughs) three years ago, I would have been a triple six-figure business earner. We did have a quick question in regards to algorithm. Do you want to maybe explain that a little bit better? I probably won't do it any justice. (laughs) Yeah, so basically it's just an equation that whatever platform, so Facebook or Instagram, uh, it's how they rate the importance of 
post. And TikTok, of course, I'm kind of behind the times. I'm not on TikTok, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's the same, you know? So basically there's this equation within the platform that decides how important your post is and how many people are going to see it. Because you have to remember that there is limited space. When you put a post out there, you're competing with all of the other people that your audience follows and all of the ads that are shown in the feed. So Instagram or Facebook, they want to show you the posts that you are most likely going to engage with, which means Mm -hmm. you don't see everything from your followers and not all of your followers are going to see everything from you. Right. And I noticed like a difference between, you know, if I go on my personal Instagram, right. And I go to my, my search, right. Or my explore page, who is in my explore on my personal page versus who shows up in my explore on my business page is completely different. Why? Because I engage with different content on both pages. So I'm going to naturally get different content showing up, right? Yeah. So hopefully that answers your question. And I just want to know from bias point of view, do you think paid ads work? Well, of course, obviously, I, I would have <laughs> still be doing this almost 20 years later if, if they didn't write. A lot of people have dabbled in paid ads or they've tried boosting mm-hmm. a few and didn't really get much from it. Or maybe like they didn't know what they got from it at all. It was confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, did that do anything? I don't know. So that's the thing. Like when you're going into setting up your paid ads, can it work? Yes, absolutely. But absolutely. each strategy behind it, it's not just about, absolutely. you know, posting one ad or boosting your post, and getting in oh, front no. of a bunch of people. Because, you know, when you think about like you yourself, your own behavior, how often do you see an advertisement and then click on it and then immediately buy the thing that you just saw? Like that doesn't like, really like less than 5%. Right? <laughs> yeah. Less well, maybe usually stock it for something you already wanted and it's on sale like 90 percent off then sure you're gonna click on it like oh i want that but that's like you already have a level of awareness about that product so as a service-based business owner what you have to remember is that people need time to make a decision they need to trust who that they're gonna buy from they need to make sure that you align with what they're looking for so that is not just going to happen from one exposure from one ad so yes paid ads work but you need to use different types of ads together to kind of guide people along their own journey to from becoming from somebody who doesn't know anything about you to getting to know you to to trust you to feeling like you're the right person for them and then actually taking action. So that's kind of what people call the customer journey. No, and I completely agree just not only from my own experience, you know, as a consumer, but also my own experience as a business owner, right? So like I said, when you know, you first said, you have to see something six, 10, 18, however many times sometimes. I remember following this Facebook ad for this curling iron that I wanted for six months before I bought it, right? And of course it kept showing up, kept showing up, kept showing up. I'd save the ad, this, that, or whatever before I finally purchased it. And then two, from a business perspective, I've had people tell me, I've been following you for six months. I've been following you for a year. One girl just last week just told me, I've been following you for a year and a half and hasn't taken that plunge, you know, that jump, that leap of faith to purchase any courses yet. 
And so her watching that journey of seeing, you know, the consistency and seeing the information and seeing things multiple times, right, is a lot of what you need. And like you said, that is part of what you call the customer journey. So what is the first step in the customer journey? So I'm, I'm going to simplify it. I mean, there's lots of experts out there that will tell you, you know, like there's 10 steps or there's seven steps or whatever. I can there to be like three core steps. And the first is awareness. Basically, people need to know that you exist in the first place. Like they, mm-hmm. they can't take that next step if they've never heard of you. So that's right. why you need to get your name out there. You need to get your business out there so that people can actually see you for the first time. Brand awareness. Brand awareness. Yeah. Brand awareness. And so one of the ways that you do the brand awareness is with display ads, correct? Yes, I do. So you can use them on the Google Display Network. So that's like, you notice when you're browsing the internet, you go across like blogs. Mm -hmm. So there's banner ads that pop up on the top or on the side, or you're watching a YouTube video and a banner pops up uh, at the bottom of the video. That's what we call a display ad. And it's not just big companies that use them. Small business owners can use them as well. And usually mm-hmm. I like to to run those with just like a logo and a, a little bit of text mm-hmm. about, you know, who you are and what you do. Like if you're a lash extension artist, you know, I'll have the logo and the name of the business and, you know, be like premium mm-hmm. lash extensions in XYZ right. city. Now, right. just a, right. getting that awareness and, and recognition right. out there. Right, right, right. And then to like, you can run those ads for as little as $5 a day or even $10 a day, right? Less, like you, you can start with display ads for $2 a day. Right. So it's very affordable per se. Yeah, because basically what you're doing is you're just trying to get impressions. Like you're, when you're running right. these display ads, your goal with them is not to get a bunch of clicks and get a bunch of bookings right away. Your goal right, is to right. just get your business name in front of people. Right. So when that's all you're asking for, it's very cheap to actually get those impressions out there into the world. And that's great, you know, because I think, you know, kind of like we've talked before, like everybody thinks, or, you know, a lot of people think that they have to have spent hundreds and hundreds a day. And and so knowing that they can really accomplish what they want for that particular goal, right? For that particular ad type with as little as $2 a day is something that everybody doesn't always know. So after the display ads, what's the next step then in the customer journey? So once you kind of built up a bit of awareness about your brand, and you know, if we think about this from the customer point of view, so the customer now knows that you exist. So in your case, like the Dyson ad, like, oh, this Dyson Airwrap, I hadn't heard about that before. Like now I know about it. So what will happen next is you're going to start forming some sort of intent or start to consider whether or not you want to buy that thing or in the case of a seller, you're going to consider who you want to hire. So you'll probably start to do some research. You'll likely go on Google and look for like best hair dryers, or if Mm -hmm. we're talking about space, you know, you're going to say eyelash extension artists near me. You're going to start doing some Uh, research in Google. That's why I love Google ads. Um, So we are able to capture that interest. We are able to get our business in front of the people who are right now in this moment considering 
who to hire, right. you can put your service in front of them at that time with Google search ads. So probably right. I'm sure you've noticed if you go to Google, you type something in, you see this list of results. Well, the first, you know, two or three results that you see, those are ads. That's what we call Google ads. Right. I know, you know, I've gone from like a private, what do you call it? Like private browser and I'll search habitation classes or this or that or whatever, right? You know, anything in regards to, to our business, just making sure like our ads are showing up when they should be. And sure enough, you know, first one is going to be our paid ad. Second, as it comes down, maybe the first or second one in the organic section is going to be ours as well, which again, took time, right? But while we were building up the organic side, we could have been doing the paid side, right? So that we have guarantee to be very first. And one thing that I learned from you and and had really thought about before is organic is great. The SEO is great. However, even with SEO, you're never going to be the top. Top is always going to be paid ads. So the very first thing someone sees if they search eyelashes near me or microneedling near me or anything about services that that our um, students are providing is they're going to see the paid ads first. Then if you have a Google business, then if you have SEO, you know, and so on and so forth. So the paid ads is guaranteeing that you are going to get in front of the customer who is actively looking for your service. Precisely. If you are doing that uh, SEO like you've been doing, you know, not only do you have the opportunity to show up first, you have the opportunity to show up in the three places along the page. You know, have an ad, you can show up on the, the map so that the pin drops and then yes, you show up correct. again listing. And, you know, what do you think that does for the credibility of your business? If somebody sees Absolutely. you in on one page, that, that's right. going to get notice and as you mentioned it's it's instant when you run these ads so if you want to get eyes on your service right it's, in front of yeah, you it's right while they're looking that's what's great about the google ads right no i completely agree and so with the google ads you know again i know that you have kind of a structure on figuring out how much to spend and how much you're trying to make and all of that but you could essentially run google ads for as little as how much a day I mean, I would say probably you should start with at least $10 a day. Okay. And that is excellent. Yeah. I think it depends on how big your city is. If you're in a very popular city, obviously you've got a lot more people to reach. It also depends on, you know, what your revenue goals are. So if you've got big, you want to grow fast, then of course you can afford to spend more. But if you're trying to dip your toes in the water and just start out and, you know, see what happens. I think $10 a day is a good place to start with Google ads. Absolutely. So we had a question in regards to um, do we work with lash artists and educators? So what we're talking about today is any service-based business. So beauty service providers, if you are a lash artist, if you do nails, if you do hair, if you do skin, if you do body sculpting, if you do any of those kind of things, if you are a service-based provider, these tips and tricks are great for you in any of those arenas, if you will. So how can we capitalize on the customers that are, they've searched for lashes near me, they've potentially gone to our website or gone to our Instagram, 
right? How can we capitalize on the visitors that had had done that? Right. So again, we kind of have to think back to our own behavior. When you go and visit a website for the first time, you know, for if you are searching, let's say we'll use microblading, for example, you're looking for microblading in your city. You go to Google, you type that in and you see an ad pop up, you click on that website, you're going through the website. What are the chances that you book an appointment right then and there? It's probably mm-hmm. not very likely, right? You're going to want to take right. some time to think about it. It's, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you could trust the person. There are any number of reasons why people mm-hmm. might take a long time to book you. But what's mm-hmm. great is that you can follow up with them through what we call right. retargeting. So basically, you just place a little piece of code on your website and it tracks who's visiting your website. And then you can follow up with them through these retargeting ads. And I like to use retargeting ads on Facebook and Instagram. So it's basically yep. like, you know, whenever you see something online and then it starts to follow you everywhere, like exactly, that's- exactly. <laughs> you need to follow your website visitors everywhere they go because you want to reinforce. Well, first of all, you want to make sure they don't forget you like that happens. Right, you right, right. Get your name, put it to the back of their mind. You want to stay top of mind. Number two, you want to make sure that they're still considering you like especially if your service expensive or you know they might want to compare a few different service providers you want them thinking about you not your competitor and third you want to give them a way to come back to you easily like that's happened Mm -hmm. to me before where i actually went to a website and liked what i saw and wanted to book the person then i couldn't remember what their name was or, or like how to get back and you know, so when you have these retargeting ads running and you're following up with your website visitors, people will remember you and they'll have an easy way to just click and get right back to your website and book you. It's so funny that you say that because that's happened to me where I'll think that I save, you know, so say I'm scrolling in bed or whatever and I see something and I'm like, oh, let me save this or let me send it to myself. I'll look at this tomorrow when I'm not half asleep, right? Yeah. And so then I'll go and think that I saved it and I can't find it and I'm frustrated and I'm hoping it pops up in my feed again and then it never does. And I'm like, Ugh, it's frustrating, you know? And and I know that we've all joked, well, I know we joke here where it's like, oh, my phone heard me say lashes near me, right? Now all of a sudden I've seen all of these lash ads on my Instagram and my Facebook and everywhere I go. Well, no, that's not what it is. Like you said, it's intentional marketing. We're intentionally retargeting. I can't tell you how many times people have been like, I can't go anywhere without seeing your ads. Your ads are everywhere. They're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're here, they're there. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, Google, like they're everywhere, Shara. Like, how are you doing this? Oh, a little tip and trick that Deidre taught me. Thank <laughs> retargeting ads is that like you don't just have to follow people around with a picture of like your service it's a great way like you can use videos for service-based business like beauty businesses i like to do like a studio so on a behind the scenes studio space like show people your space because it's not just about the best service provider it's does this right match the vibe that i'm going for you know absolutely you know, that's like energetic and fun and like loud and like, right. or I do, do I want something that's like quiet and gentle and spa-like and soft? Right, like that's right. 
opportunity to show people what your business is like. And it's also a great opportunity to show yourself the business owner because we connect with right. other people, not brands. So if you say like, right. hi, my name is Shara, like I'm the owner of, of Lux, yes. as I Lux this, yeah. of helping other women, like people get to know you Absolutely. as a business owner. Right. And then connect with you and remember you. So there's all right. kinds of things that you can actually do with retargeting ads. It's not just following right. people. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. I mean, with my retargeting ads, they are casual, informational based, non-salesy. I've got some behind the scenes. I've got a couple trendy TikToks that I've done and, you know, dancing and this, that, and the other. So it's not just about oh, let me put another ad in front of you. It's, let me just go ahead and make sure that I'm staying at the forefront. You know, I'm staying in, in, in front of your face, in front of your, you know, Facebook and Instagram and things of that nature. So. And you're basically um, what got to know you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons that I started going live was letting people see like who I was and just me as a person, right? Not just me as a brand. And uh, a lot of people have always said like, oh, we love how raw and authentic you are. You're real, you're down to earth, you know? And that's what, again, you talk about the connection. You know, that's what connected me with my clients, with my students. So what's the best way to determine? So we've got the, the you know, customer journey. We have an idea of the different avenues that we can be marketing or should be marketing. Google ads, display ads, search ads, Facebook and Instagram. And we know we could spend as little as $2 a day to maybe even $10 a day on some of this advertising. What is the best way for us to determine if our ads are working and we're not losing money, we're actually making money? So I think the best way to go about this is, number one, keep track of how many new clients are coming in the door. Okay. Right. Not, not a lot of people make this, well, what I call it a mistake. This is my opinion. It might be a little controversial, but yes. I know I watched your video on this and I actually really appreciated this opinion because that's probably how I, I look at things as well. I'm so focused on where is this customer coming from? Right. That go ahead. I, I completely yeah. agree with you. So, so back in the day, that was the only way that we could, you know, track what was profitable, right? So it was, you know, uh, how did you hear about us? And then you want to use that information to decide where to put your money. But again, Absolutely. I think it's cited because with everything that we've talked about today, we know that there isn't just one single touch point where people like mm -hmm. saw a play bought. They need those mm -hmm. multiple touch points to guide them through that journey from browser to buyer. All of those Absolutely. touch points together so mm -hmm. what i like to do is just number one keep track of how many customers are coming through your door number two look at how much money you spend and then to determine what was the cost per acquisition so you know right. if you when you talk about customers coming through the door new customers repeat customers i would say new customers like when you're advertising mm -hmm. a new clients through the door right retargeting Absolutely that then maybe some of your past customers will come back and, and that's a benefit. But right. of course, when you're advertising, it's because you want new people. So again, Absolutely. people, not just bookings, but how many new people walked through your door? Mm -hmm. Because that person has a value beyond just that single booking, right? So, right. you know, especially in the service-based industry, you I, know, yeah. you get, and when I started, you get one client who comes in for Hyaluron Pen, 
but now they're coming every two weeks for the hyaluronpin and they want body sculpting and they want teeth whitening and they referred their friend and so on and so forth. So I might have spent $50 acquiring that customer, but my first appointment with them was the hyaluron pen at $200 or $250, whatever it is, right? So some might look at that and go, oh my gosh, it cost you $50 to acquire that customer. Yeah, but let's look at all of the other. Okay, well, they came in four times for the hyaluron pen. Okay, so now we're at $1,000, right? And then they came in for their teeth whitening. That's another $200. They came in for six treatments on the, you know, the body sculpting, that's 800. So now we're at $2,000 on what you consider the customer lifetime value. Right. Now that $50 doesn't doesn't seem so bad. Yeah. (laughs) So this is the thing, like when we're calculating whether or not your ads are profitable, you've got to know what the actual value of your customers are, like on average, of course, especially if you offer services. Some people are going to come once, some people are going to come 20 times. So I right. think the easiest way to figure out, you know, your average customer value is to just look at how much money did you make last year? Let's say 2022. Right. How many people did you serve in 2022? Mm-hmm. Then you mm-hmm. divide your revenue by the number of people. So that gives you. So like how many people you served, that could mean like how many appointments you had. Not appointments. We're, we're tracking people, right? Because we want a person. Okay. So this can be a little okay. bit you know, of a manual process, depending on what kind of booking system you use. But you, right, you right. Know, if you have some kind of booking system, you should be able to go through and count your customers. So individual okay. people, that's who you want to acquire. You want a person right. to walk through your door, and then you want them to spend $2,000 with you in a year. Right, right, so right. So right. revenue divide that by the number of people, and that's the average amount that each person is gonna spend in a year. So that's your customer value. So that's what you amazing. want when you're running your ads is how much did it cost to acquire the customer and what is their mm-hmm. value? If the value is higher than the cost per acquisition, then you know that mm-hmm. you're profitable. Right, right, right. This is great. I mean, I know I let, I already know a lot of this information because I've talked with you, I've worked with you, I'm in your Facebook group, I've done your boot camp and everything. I, like I said, this is great information. What is next? <laughs> you know, your business owners who are watching would like to learn more about this strategy and, and how all this works together and how to work out their budget. I do have a master class. It's it's quick. It's one hour long and it's only $27. So it's not pricey. Okay. In the master class, I, I will be transparent. It's not a workshop. So I don't teach you how to set up ads. However, yeah. I will walk you through this strategy in detail. So if you're interested in learning how all of these types of ads work together, how to work out your budget, how to work out your maximum cost per acquisition, I can go through all of that with you in this master class. And it yes. takes you behind the scenes of of how this strategy was applied to a real beauty business. So it was a, a campaign that I worked on for a real client. She's a lash artist. And this masterclass includes lots of screenshots of all the different ads that we ran. So you can see what they look like and where we put them. And we also talk about her budget and how much mm-hmm. um, the campaign. So really goes into detail about how this can be applied to a beauty business. This is great. And so for those of you who are interested, I do have the link in my bio. You can click the link in my bio and you will see 
blueprint to get booked. And you'll see a beautiful picture of Deidre. Now, I do want to let you guys know, I purchased this um, blueprint to get booked. And it literally had me crawling at the wall. Like, Deidre, what more? What can I sign up for? So, you know, this is a starter intro blueprint, if you will. One thing for you to take this the next step into getting a better understanding and where you can go and where you can be, right? A lot of you are not marketing now, your social media posting, things of that nature. And she does have other programs. So this is just the beginning for all of the things that she has to offer. And Deidre, if I'm not mistaken, the link that we have on there is specifically directly to the blueprint, correct? Yes. So the masterclass is called The Blueprint. And like I said earlier, it's $27. And as you mentioned, it is a starting point to teach you more about how this strategy works. For those that do want to go further and actually learn how to set up all of these ads and optimize them, I do Mm -hmm. offer further training for that as well. Right, right, right. I mean, I've done all of your trainings, but there was the other one where it's be seen everywhere or be everywhere. Yeah. Be everywhere. Where you literally, you know, you've got ads getting shown for $5 a day, literally you're just going to inundate people in a good way, right? These are all people that you're you're essentially retargeting and, you know, just wanting to make sure that you're staying in front of the right people, people who are interested, people who are clicking on your website, clicking to book you, messaging you on Instagram, you know, all of those things. So um, do you have anything else that you want to share with us before we close out? Again, I think it's just important to remember that advertising is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It does, you know, a little bit of skill and a little bit of time. But the most important thing is to just remember that it's about creating connections with real people. So not about sticking up, getting a click, and getting a booking. It's about creating relationships so that you can have a customer that, you know, stays for months, if not years. Right. And for those of you who don't have any skills, don't have any experience, I literally highly recommend this because even as skilled as I am, I can definitely say that her program is step-by-step, very clear, easy to follow. There's no hiccups. Like it literally, she gives you the template. She gives you everything. You know, there's no thinking involved other than a little bit that you have to do on your end but i mean she really just takes all the stress and frustration out of figuring out how to do this because she she's done it with so many other people and she's built it into a program that can help anyone so again the link is in our bio the blueprint you will see in my link tree i highly recommend you guys go and grab that right now for yourselves you will not be disappointed Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you, Deidre, for your time. And I will see you next time. Bye. That's a wrap for today's Beauty Business Breakthroughs. I hope you found these insights valuable and actionable for your beauty business. Remember, success in this industry is within your reach. If you're hungry for more and ready to take your beauty business, To the next level, consider joining our Get Fully Booked Accelerator program. We are dedicated to helping beauty professionals like you achieve extraordinary success with strategies that can take your business to 10K per month and beyond. 
Simply send us a direct message on Instagram, Lux Beauty and Body Co. with the word success, and we'll provide you with all of the details on how you can be a part of this game-changing program. Your journey to a thriving beauty business starts now. Thank you again for tuning in, and until next time, stay inspired, stay motivated, and keep making those beauty business breakthroughs.